Welcome back, back again. Guess who's back? It's Binge This. I'm JT. Who's on the other side of the microphone? My name's Ollie Mack, and welcome back to pre-season two. This is just a little interlude because I called JT and I said, you need to watch the Sex and the City reboot. And then I went like this. And he said, absolutely, uh, goddamn not. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> here we are talking about it. I did watch the show sporadically back in the 90s. Uh, Ollie, I'm going to assume that you're a huge fan, probably not in the 90s because you're a wee baby, but you've watched it all since. I was barely born, but yeah, I have. Yeah, of, co- of course I was a fan. Okay. But so- look, let's, let's just start off. Did you like, not like? I... I it was almost insultingly horrible. Okay, I feel the same. And usually, wow. you know me, usually yeah, I like everything like that is trash. Yeah, you do. I hated this. Wow. So let's quickly run down the things that we did not like. Okay, first cab off the rank, the, the blatant exposition telling us what happened to Samantha. Oh, that was... I mean, we know it's contract negotiations. Right. And we know behind the scenes... It, it doesn't have so much impact. They would have had that conversation over the last 17 years of friendship. They wouldn't have decided when they're walking out of the coffee shop wherever they went to talk about it just then. <laughs> it, you're right. It's 17 years ago. And you're like, oh, yeah, now I'm just thinking about our best friend who no longer talks to us. Could we have a conversation? Hey, did you ever reach out to her? Yeah. It's like, it's like these people have never had friends before. Yeah. When the whole thing is based on friendship. Yeah, that was terrible. Okay, can I just say, and I know, I understand the irony in this. Yeah. Carrie's new job as a podcast host. Come on. Everyone who hosts a podcast is the worst. Come on. The worst. Like, is that a caricature or? I, I actually wrote down her quote unquote joke. Can I say, as a writer... As you know, I've written for TV shows. As a writer to cast someone as a comedian and then having to write comedic jokes and then falling flat, that's bleak and that's a yeah, tough job and I great. get it. Okay, I, I wrote down one of her jokes. Oh, hit me. Are you ready? I was wondering if you would ask something sophomoric like, what can I do to eradicate the harmful patriarchal system of the gender non-binary compulsory heterosexuality wow yeah that's a where's the punchline for one but for two did did the writers of this just look up like a a woke dictionary and like check 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 like it's just a collection of words that people think are socially acceptable now yeah so i was thinking about this and and like it was like i literally like almost injured my eyeballs rolling them so hard when that scene occurred. If for no other reason than the ridiculous cutaways to the producers smiling and nodding in the in the booth. That was so insulting. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, you done it. Look, have they have they are they actually geniuses? Have they systematically appeased the woke crowd by putting a character in there as well as appeasing the people who may not be as on board with with the woke agenda? Because Carrie is like, she's like supposed to be us, but she doesn't make fun of of the millennials who talk like that. 
But at the same time, she's clearly uncomfortable and that gives everyone watching a green light to say, oh my gosh, are people actually like this? Hence what I just said. Like, are they treading that tightrope, which is so difficult to tread on purpose? That, that's actually uh, something that I hadn't thought of. It, it is a tough tightrope to walk because obviously they, uh, they were kind of put up on this pedestal, Sex and the City, as these pioneers in feminism. And... Gay rights as well, I would assume. Like, they were, they were, they were the first yeah. ones to really have uh, follow actual gay characters, not just have them sprinkled in there to fill quotas, etc. Yeah, not like, hey, bitch, yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. What's up, queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like actually give someone a personality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's kind of tough when they're reaching so hard to be progressive. Yeah, like was it, is it necessary? That, okay, can we, can we just talk about the awkward shoehorning in of black women? Oh my gosh. So Charlotte's new best friend, who also had this pathetic moment of exposition when they're talking about their kids and the piano <sighs> recital. And she says, yeah. oh, my son's terrible. And Charlotte says, oh, that's okay. No one will mind. And she said, my mother-in-law will. She's an international concert pianist, don't you know? <laughs> okay. I don't know if you noticed this, but I it, it, it bogged me. So her... Introduction to the the little gal pals was, hi, can I please have one of your old, dirty, greasy fries? Yeah, Jim Carrey says they're cold. She said, I don't care. Yeah, so charming. And then, and then her second introduction was, can I please have some of your handbag wine? What? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, like, what's going like, on it's with like, that? It's like this, this woman who's supposed to be this internationally acclaimed fashionista is just taking random handouts from people in wine and chip yeah, form. It, that's true. It just seems so so bizarre to me. And she is stunning. Yeah, she is very stunning. Also, at least 10 to 15 years younger than all the other women of the main cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, I, don't, I don't think she, look, she looks like she would fit in with them, but the needless exposition will let us know that she does because she's bad. a fashionista with a lot of money. And to quote what <sighs> the gay guy, Anthony, uh, it's like Black Charlotte. <laughs> I can't believe they said that. I know. <laughs> is, that them, is that them owning it, inverted commas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel... But that's the thing. Like they're, like, they're playing both ends of the field. Like, they're trying they to be super to be. woke and then trying to make comments that are not woke. And you can't you can't yeah. have it both ways. You can't. It's like a cake that doesn't rise. It's just gooey dough in the middle when you bring it out of the oven. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one wants that. This is gooey dough. Uh, very, very small bonus that, that this episode does have. Uh, that... Uh, fashionista's husband is an actor named Christopher Jackson. He starred in Hamilton. He's like, I would marry him and I'm 90% straight. He's like one of my favourite people in the performing arts world. So kudos to them for having someone with some integrity on the show. <laughs> hey, hey, if you were getting paid, what these gals are getting paid? What are they getting paid? Uh, do I want to know what they're getting paid? Okay, tell me, what is I, it? I believe it's two million an episode. That's that what Variety reported. But two million. I thought Jenny Anderson is getting paid on the morning show. Oh, our Jennifer. Well, yeah. she deserves it. And the morning show is a fantastic, meaty... Oh, drama. season two has fallen off. Oh, I haven't watched season two. Oh, okay, don't. Okay, we're getting off topic. <laughs> um, 
Are we allowed to talk about uh, cosmetic surgery? Yeah, of course. Because Kristen Davis or Davies, I can't remember her Kristen name, Davis, actor yeah. who plays Charlotte, has had too much. She was, as a teen watching the show, I was massively in love with her. She also was on uh, Melrose Place. Yeah. And she also had a guest episode in Seinfeld as the girl who uh, has a toothbrush accidentally dropped into the toilet and then she just uses it again. Um, she was like, through the 90s, I was like, oh my gosh, if I could marry anyone, it would be her. And now she's had this work done and just looks horrible. JT, I, I don't want to disagree with you, although I always do. I yeah, think she looks stunning, and I think she's had just enough work. Nah, nah. Really, if you can I, notice that there's work, it's too much work. Mate, no one notices my work, <laughs> both in life and facial. <laughs> Mate, eating pizza doesn't count as work. <laughs> you choose the face of the body, and I chose the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I don't... Oh, hang on. That's Charlotte's dogs coming for you. Oh, no, that's Kath arriving home. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not literally Charlotte's dogs coming for you. You didn't need to. Ju- you didn't need to like clarify that. Like, oh, oh, sorry, I'm wrong, JT. <laughs> A character from Sex and the City is coming after you. You moron! What the hell? So, getting back on topic. Oh, look, I know there's a certain amount where you're not supposed... Like, if that's someone's choice, all that stuff... But also, that's realistic. Like, I'm I'm kind of in, so. the, in the, like, moneyed, upper North Shore, wealthy divorcee women okay. circle. Okay, humble brag. And yeah, sure. that's kind of what Charlotte would be in if she lived in Sydney. Okay. That's what all they right, look like. Like, it, it's a realistic depiction. You get work okay. done. All right, I take it back. I take it back. I just wish she hadn't. That's all. Okay, I think it's time to sound the official binge this spoiler alarm, is it? Okay, so the ending of this episode, Big dies. Like, I'll tip my hat to that. I did not see that coming. I thought with all the talk of do you masturbate and then those two having a conversation and then that completely awkward displaying their absolute lack of chemistry uh, talk about it when they're on the bed. (laughs) That's funny. You point that out. I never realised, but it's true. They really do not have chemistry. None whatsoever. Actually, it made me feel bad for Matthew Broderick because he's probably going to have to support his wife through this going, yeah, great work. (laughs) Awesome. It's it's worth it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Nailed it, Sarah. Anyway, that's off topic. Um, He's on the bike and they've had all that talk about it and the the, uh, evocative classical music is playing and then it's they've had a conversation about the, the girl hosting the spin session on the Peloton bike, who, incidentally, she's a real uh, coach. Like, it must be a video yeah, on demand. I had no, about, no idea about that. Oh, can, I didn't can, either. Can I just point something out? She's married yeah. to Back to the Future, which is literally what Sarah's doing with this reboot. Wait, what? Who's married to Back to the Future? Isn't, isn't Sarah Jessica Parker's husband um, the lead from Back to the Future? No, and I'm so glad I can school you on this. Her husband of many, many years is Matthew Broderick, who was the lead in such classic 80s films as War Games, and he's Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my God, my God oh, man. Okay, I have bad facial recognition. I thought oh, he was no from Back to the Future. Oh, wait, that guy's passed. No. Can we just cut this? <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's still alive wait, and well. No, no, didn't he get some... Well, he's got Parkinson's, but he's, you know, he's still alive and... and doing pretty well for a guy who has Parkinson's. Okay, let's move on. It's Matthew Broderick, not Michael J. Fox, but I can see how you made that mistake. Not really, but I'm being polite. 
Hey, look, little little white brunettes, they're all the same to me. I'm dating one, but I probably hooked up with four others like this weekend. Had no idea. Anyway, big dies. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to masturbate on the bike, given the talk and the music and all that sort of stuff happening and the, the big-chested host. Tell me I'm wrong. You had the same thought, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I thought when he was riding that peloton, it was going to massage his prostate. And then he was just going to, like, come on the peloton. Yeah, something was going to happen. And then the bastard just ups and dies in a dramatic... uh, He kicks his phone accidentally into the shower. (laughs) Into also... Can we talk about the wealth gap in this show? Their kitchen and bathroom and apartment in general is a... It's insulting how decadent that thing is. But Mr. Big, and you don't know the full backstory. Mr. Big is like oh, some no. huge finance guy. Like oh, he's okay. a multi multi millionaire. Right, okay. Like it it should be realistic for okay, for the character. Right. Well he's dead now, so sucked in. <laughs> uh did you see that coming? You didn't you didn't see that coming. Well uh, well I read in the blinds that that he was going to die. Oh. Because he didn't want to be part of the show. Yeah. And then he came out against why. Samantha and said, like, oh, Carrie, Sarah Jessica Barker was mean to her. Um, so uh, I assume he's more supportive of the show and their creators than I guess than so. What the blinds were also, saying. for $2 million a week, I imagine the episode, it's a week turnaround. Maybe he not, wouldn't be getting that. Like, no, I, no, no. But in terms of uh, Kim Cattrall... I'd let someone be mean to me for $2 million a week, I think. I know. And she she turned down the third, again, blind item, not confirmed. She turned down the third Sex in the City movie to do Snow Dogs 2. <laughs> well, but that probably speaks more about what the vibe was actually like. If she'd rather hang around with a pack of Hollywood dogs than, uh, than the cast <laughs> of Sex in the City. But anyway, we're getting off topic again. Okay, can I just say, like, if if I walked in and my partner was like, passed out in the shower yeah carrie didn't call no the the ambulance she didn't no. do anything she, she just went anything. and hugged him it's almost like she's a killer and she was watching her victim die well look i ain't saying she's a gold digger but she is not messing with a broke individual is she <laughs> Is she? That sounds like some Sex in the City writing. <laughs> and I am messing with no non-binary <laughs> Genesis person. <laughs> Christ. Um, I, look, that that part was so good, I watched the first five minutes of episode two just to see how they tackled the aftermath. And, and I don't ever want to watch another frame of... And just like that, uh, I saw enough. Thanks very much. <laughs> but, you know, tip... Like I said, I'll tip my hat to that. That was pretty good. But if people, it was kind of a, a an unkept secret, then maybe not so shocking. No, look, I'm going to watch every episode. Of course you are. Because I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Also, I don't have much going on in my life. Hey, do you want to know a fun fact that I bet you you don't know about Sex and the City? Something that I, I do, but God. It's obscure, not really to do with any of uh, the script choices. Involves big. I, I, I don't know. Just, just go. He's riding Peloton brand bikes. Their sales plummeted 11% because he died from one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did. I, he died from riding one. And I did a little bit of a little bit of quick maths on that. And based on internet sales figures I could find, that episode of And Just Like That cost Peloton bikes $31 million <laughs> in lost revenue. 
Well, if they want to make it back up, we're open to sponsors. Apart from Sock Fancy, <laughs> thank you, Sock Fancy. We the most you, gorgeous Sock socks. <laughs> Look, the, okay, so wrapping this up, this is a hard, hard, hard no from me. This is, even if you're, I think, a, a hardcore Sex in the City fan, I can't see how you won't be insulted by how bad this show is. Look, I'm, I'm going to hate watch. And again, I, okay. I am a fan, not a hard fan, not a huge sure. stan, but, sure. I, I, but I am a fan, but I know it's bad. But okay. just like the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I know that that's bad. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. I can, I can relate to that in terms of uh, food. And let's say off the top <laughs> of my head... Homemade fried chicken. I know that's bad for me, but I'm going to cook it for dinner. And what are you going to do to stop me? You're going to do nothing to stop me. Yeah, exactly. And you can get some sweet and sour dipping sauce and delicious. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Well, and just like that is the homemade fried chicken version of television. (laughs) Yeah. And we're not going to give that up. Oh, kill me before (laughs) I give it up. I'm going to start saying, and just like that, at the end of every interaction I have, whether it be with my family at home Every fucking podcast that I've listened to starts with, and just like I'm gonna that, say, next time back. I go to uh, buy the groceries, and they're gonna say your total is twenty three ninety five. I'm gonna, and just like that, here's my F boss card. <laughs> and just like that, I will have. I'm gonna like. I actually think, and just like that, I at first when I heard the title, I was like, no, 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 but like it's so easy to link into your general dialogue. I actually think it's kind of iconic. Yeah. I did. I started calling people bro ironically, and now I just call them bro affectionately. <laughs> yeah. So, and just like that, my syntax has changed forever. That's like me and babe. I started saying, oh, babe. <laughs> and like last night, I, I was like working, and to the bouncer, I was like, thank you, babe. And the bouncer was like, what? And I was like, damn it. Oh, damn it. Wow. All right, okay. We've, we've veered horrifically off course again, so let's wrap this bad boy up. I mean, so did and just like that veer horrifically off course. That's true. Or did it? Was it always trash? Who knows? Someone does. It wasn't. All right, well, guys, well, guys, this was a little pre-episode to binge this season two. Um, keep listening if you want or don't. <laughs> it doesn't really bother us. Okay, all right. Well, and just like that, the bonus episode of Binge This is over. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye, Holly. Uh, bye. <laughs>